One of the great strengths of people who have a religion is that they look forward to something beyond death, perhaps a continuation of life in some kind of world above or below or beyond this one, or perhaps a renewal of life through some kind of resurrection or reincarnation after this one, or at least some kind of significant change and absorption into a universal spirit or will. One of the most common questions asked of people who don't have any religion is, how do we face death? One answer is not to think about it, and this is probably more common than you might think among non-religious people, and indeed among religious people too. Another answer is to think there is something after death, and this too is probably more common than you might think among non-religious people, as well as religious people. But the answer of most humanists who have thought seriously about the subject is this. We think death really is the end of life. There really is nothing afterwards. The only kind of existence we shall have after we die is to be followed by our children and remembered by other people, for a time. And all we can do about it is make the best of our time before we die. This sounds good in theory, but what does it mean in practice? Oddly enough, it doesn't make all that much difference. Religious and non-religious people live in pretty much the same way for most of their lives, and they die in pretty much the same way for most of their deaths. If there is a difference, it's that humanists who have no belief in life after death realize we must put everything we have into life before death. If we aren't going to meet our friends and relations at another time, we must make sure we enjoy our meetings this time. If we aren't going to be rewarded or punished in another place, we must make sure we do the right things for the right reasons in this place. If there'll be no future chance to say sorry or thank you, we must say it here and now. As the English poet Matthew Arnold put it, Hath man no second life? Pitch this one high. But what about the actual business of being ill and getting old and dying? The French thinker Blaise Pascal said more than three centuries ago, The last act is bloody, however fine the rest of the play. And this is true of most of us, whatever we believe. But if there's no future consolation, it's all the more important to reduce present suffering, to cure illness, relieve old age, make death as easy as possible. As for those of us who are ill and old and dying, we can learn to face our predicament at least with dignity, if possible with humour, even at times with joy. I've been very ill with cancer, I've been crippled by the treatment for it, I shall die fairly soon. But this makes my life more precious, not less. Every day is a new gift to be relished. Every time I look at my wife is a new look to be cherished. Every time I meet a friend is a new occasion to be celebrated. Every time I see my children, and now my grandchildren, I observe new life and love carried on down the generations. Every time I'm helped, I appreciate the human fellowship. Even travelling in a wheelchair can be fun because there's more chance to slow down and look around as I go. Not to be able to enjoy live plays and concerts anymore is a blow, but I can read books and listen to music at home, remember how much I've enjoyed, and realise how much I've missed. For the first time, I have the chance to stop and think. I shall end by quoting two things said about this subject more than a century ago. The American orator Robert Ingersoll gave this as his creed. Happiness is the only good. The time to be happy is now. The place to be happy is here. The way to be happy is to make others so. And the English scientists William Kingdon Clifford, giving a lecture on life and death, 
taking the same line as mine, ended as follows. Do I seem to say, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die? Far from it. On the contrary, I say, let us take hands and help, for this day we are alive together.